0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Roast West Coast podcast. By the end of the week, we'll be halfway through season one of this show, which feels crazy. I started recording these interviews in October, which feels like a lifetime ago. Today, I'm sharing my conversation with Inball Kalen. She was actually one of my first conversations back in October. She's the head roaster and, along with her husband Lewis, the owners of Stash Coffee Company in Oceanside, California. Stash feels like an under-the-radar gem of a local roastery, in part because their efforts to open up their own cafe were put on hold by the COVID-19 pandemic. So unless you had previously stumbled upon them at a farmer's market or stopped into one of their loyal restaurant customers, you may not have known they were in town, even though they've been roasting since 2014. I didn't know that they were there, but having tried three of their roasted-to-order blends, I'm glad I found them now. Inball and I talk about how coffee was a major component of her upbringing, in part due to her Yemeni roots where coffee isn't just for breakfast. We chat about the coronavirus, we talk about coffee freshness and how good coffee just makes every day better. For the record, Stash Coffee Company is veteran-owned, they're a family-run local business, and you can check out all of their different coffee blends at stashcoffeeco.com. And if you're already online buying coffee for yourself or for a gift this year, be sure to subscribe to the Roast West Coast newsletter with your email address at roastwestcoast.com. There you can get show updates, recaps, and a lot more coffee content. Before we get into this show, I wanted to give you some details about a new promo available for listeners of the Roast West Coast podcast. You can actually get your first bag of coffee free from Libra Coffee when you sign up for a subscription using the promo code 1WILDLIFE at LibraCoffee.com. That's 1WILDLIFE, all one word, all spelled out lowercase, at LibraCoffee.com. With a subscription, you'll get coffee beans on your schedule, and with every order, you'll help provide clean water for those in need. You can learn more about Libra's charitable clean water efforts on LibraCoffee.com. And now, it's time to pour myself another cup of coffee, and here's the show. Good morning. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Inbal. How are you today? Yes.
1: good, good. Good morning.
0: Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for uh, joining me on the Roast West Coast podcast. I really appreciate it.
1: No, thank you for approaching me. Our pleasure.
0: So you are the co owner and co founder with your husband of Stash Correct. Coffee Company. Um, Stash Like Mustache. Correct. And I exactly. think <laughs> I think the first thing I need to know is where did the name come from and why why choose that as your name? It's pretty distinctive.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well there is um Many reasons why we got to this name, but uh, mostly we had like a really close friend that uh, started like the business before we even came along. We were both kind of working on the name situation because it was kind of like a debate, you know, which name will go better. But since we both, he had a mustache and my husband back back in the day used to walk with a mustache a little bit. So we thought it would be kind of like hippie, cool, to combine it with the, with the coffee name, so you know, we we started like we really want to open a, a coffee shop uh, before we even thought about the roaster, and uh, we wanted to call it Stash Coffee Shop. So it was kind of like you know we started like that, and then we thought it would be cool to call it Stash, just you know because we all like really like the mustache type.
0: It's a really distinctive kind of name, but it's also just kind of lighthearted, I think, which gives people like a, it's kind of just like a fun, welcoming name as well. And so you mentioned you wanted to start a coffee shop before the roaster even came along. So how did that end up happening? You know, why did you want to start the coffee shop? And then how did you end up in the roaster and in Oceanside?
1: Okay, um, well, I come from a coffee world. I grew up to a father um, that he's actually Yaman. Uh, He doesn't live in Yemen, but he was born in Yemen. And when he was three, he moved to the Middle East. So, you know, coffee in Yemen is like... It's like life, you know? (laughs) So it's like vegetables here. They leave off coffee all day long. It's not like a morning thing. It can be like a whole day. So in my house growing up, coffee was like everybody drink coffee. You drink it in the morning, afternoon. You open, you close the day with a coffee. You sit with friends, you socialize. Coffee is not just a drink. It's a lot of also like a social cause. Uh, When you have friends, then it's not, okay, let's have dinner. Let's have coffee. Who wants coffee. So I grew up like that and coffee was like I think in my genes in my blood and I loved it ever since. So trying traveling all over the world and trying all types of coffee beans kind of made me closer to, you know, the quality and, and the differences between coffee, the hundred percent Arabica versus like, you know, all those uh, coffees that they send the cheap ones that nobody really knows. A lot of them don't even know there's a big difference in the taste because they're not coffee people. So that's how I started like my love and passion for coffee. It came from home. My husband used to drink Folger coffee when I met him.
0: Of course. So
1: we kind of went, yeah, <laughs> he was, you know, born and raised here. That was the coffee everybody drank. And so I kind of pushed him into this to the real quality things. And together, we eventually, he was in the military too. So we traveled a lot. So every city, every state that we travel to, we always look for the good quality coffee roasteries in the area. And so slowly, slowly, he started drinking a quality coffee. So today he cannot go he cannot go backwards. Like he he literally cannot even he can drink Starbucks. He says like well, it's the worst coffee in the world because he wants the good quality, the freshly roasted, you know, and the Small batches. He, he's very spoiled today, and uh, we got like attracted to it to the whole process of it. Uh, we learned about it. We read. Um, we did some tours. Uh, we went to South America a little bit, and yeah, we got into it. So yeah, together we thought to open a coffee shop would be awesome, and then we start planning things from here and there. We start like roasting a little bit small quantities at home. And, like, giving it to friends, family, they all loved it. So we decided, okay, let's start with, like, roasting and then opening a coffee together. So, yeah, so we took over this roastery in 2012. That's when started. And then... We start roasting. We're making blends, all kinds of different blends. We're trying all kinds of different beans. Uh, we're meeting a lot of farmers. Uh, we're trying to support like the small farmers. You know, we don't want to work with big organizations uh, because after all, the small farmers are the ones that are actually working really hard. So we're making sure the money goes to the right hand. We love the farm to cup. You know, it's just like the coffee's like, we, we can't go below. So now, so we really, we were before opening a coffee shop and we love to do it in industrial area because it's like very trendy today. People love it. They want to get away a little bit from the city. They want to be like in a more secluded uh, but still neat type of place. And then um, fortunately, like we were like literally before opening and then the COVID-19 started. So uh, we kind of put things on hold a little bit uh, just because we knew we don't have outside seating. We only have the indoor. Yeah, we were literally like before opening our coffee shop like a month before, three weeks before.
0: That's a, a question um, I was going to gonna ask um, about coronavirus and how it impacted you. And it sounds like it shut you down. You know, it, it stopped your forward progress. So what are you doing now? I mean, are you essentially kind of waiting until we move beyond this? Are you still providing beans like locally? People can still buy them online or what are you doing?
1: So we always sold online. Uh, we have like, because uh, we, in the past, we used to sell our beans and blends in the farmer market. So we still have the clients that uh, are very loyal and still buying our coffee on a regular basis uh, from all over Oceanside to L.A. and San Diego. And even we have like in Austin, uh, we have in Hawaii, we have all over still um, clients that are buying. Um, we're still selling wholesale to some coffee shops that are still open. Some of the restaurants we used to work with closed down their businesses, unfortunately, because uh, they were also indoor mostly, and they couldn't just handle the COVID-19 and all the restrictions. So uh, we're hoping that eventually they will reopen, but uh, we don't know. And so, yeah, but we still operate, we still sell our beans and blends. and um, But of course, it's not as it used to be before. We have some clients that lost their businesses and... Uh, I'm still ordering, but not in the same, you know, um, quantity that they did before. Sure. Because they can, they can only have twenty percent capacity in inside the restaurant, so they can't really sell much. Um, but we're still, yeah, we're still working. Um, happy that we did all our clients, and we're trying to promote and you know advertise as much as we can. But yeah, we're hoping for a better days when all this thing will end and we can officially open our place to and introduce our brand to
0: everybody. Yeah. It's interesting. You mentioned like restaurants having a smaller capacity. And I don't think that's something everyone thinks about is how that ripples out and affects like the people that work with the restaurants. Um, it's not just, I mean, restaurant, it's terrible that restaurants have been losing business, but it's also their food vendors, their coffee vendors, you know, delivery drivers and all these other people that are impacted by those shutdowns. Yeah. you, are making small batches of coffee beans. And on your website, you talk about how they're sustainable and transparent. Why is that important? You already mentioned farm to, to cup, but why do you think it's important for coffee roasters to be sustainable and to be transparent about where they're getting their beans from?
1: Um, because I think, first of all, like today, I think when you go to a grocery store and you buy something, you you check the ingredients. Right. You want to see what you're buying. Today, there's more knowledge about, okay, what do I put in my mouth before I actually just take everything? We want to see, you know, of course, like all the ingredients or we want to see how fresh it is. We want to see where it comes from. So I think today people have more knowledge about the coffee too, like especially people that really love coffee. And, uh, people looking for, just like you go to a bakery, you, you don't want to eat those, you know, breads that have so much preservative. You want to eat, you want to buy the, the fresh bread, right? That is it's not going to harm your body. The same with beans. So I think the fact that we're actually like, you know, roasting in small batches are is really good because we can monitor the beans. So if there is like, for instance, like bad beans that, you know, burn or are are not good for you to process in your body or to drink because it's going to have a lot of acid. It's going to be very acidic. So we we're able to take them out. And I do it on a daily basis. So I monitor my beans because it's only five pounds. But. You know those big companies and coffee roasters when they roast like twenty pounds, it's really hard to do. Like Starbucks and all the big chain companies, so you get you get what you get to your drink. You don't really know always what you're drinking. Like how good is the bean? bean. Because the flavor stays in the bin to a certain point. If the roaster roasted after this certain point, then you take all the sweetness and all the good taste of the bean out of it. So it's very easy for us in a five-pound, you know, roaster to monitor that versus like the big roaster of 20 pounds a month. And that's why I think, you know, when people buy from us, it smells so fresh. Like I tried other beans from other big chains. When I grind it, you can see the difference. You can smell the difference. Like our beans are so fresh. We also roast per order. I don't just roast, okay, 10 pounds today from each. I roast per order. Okay, we go, we say, okay, today we have 20 orders, and then we have wholesale order, and that's what we roast every day. So everybody gets it fresh, like literally straight wow, from, you know, like the farm, you roast it, you get it, you drink it. It doesn't harm your body. It's good. It's tasty. It has a good flavor, good smell. And, uh, yeah, and like every every other thing that's quality don't have preservatives and fresh, you know, coffee is also something that people start more and more, you know, tasting the difference between a bad and a good
0: coffee. I know that when I started drinking coffee, I was I was an adult when I started drinking coffee. I was already in my 30s. And one of the things that I really appreciate now is kind of all those different little quality differences and all those different flavors you can pull out of a bean. But I'm also kind of angry about it because now I know that it's there and I can't go back the way your husband can't go back. Yeah. And that, that's exactly. tough. Like to, and that's
1: a good thing. That's not a bad thing. No, when, I know, you know but...
0: It sometimes ignorance is bliss, but I'm grateful that I did because now I get to really enjoy my cup of coffee instead of just, you know, opening my mouth and swallowing just because I it's a habit. Yeah. We're entering the holiday season. We're talking in October, but this is actually going to be coming out in several weeks closer to Thanksgiving and then the holidays after that. Do you guys have any like holiday plans coming up? You know, how can people get stash coffee for themselves or as a gift?
1: Yeah, so we, we're going to, in the next few weeks, probably, uh, we do it usually. We used to, because now the COVID-19, we don't have any more, you know, festivals and all kind of things that we're attending and selling our coffee with you know, gift packages. But now we're going to have it on the website, um, small, like a gift packages for family, friends. So uh, that some of them include our t-shirts or, you know, like a or, or or just a hat. Uh, and, of course, our blends. Um, so we do it every year. We're probably going to do it in the next few weeks. Uh, we're going to launch it in the website as well. Um, yeah, and that's what we do. We work with some companies that order for their employees. So we do have, you know, like orders of like a 100 or and above that uh, companies ordering from us, which is nice. Uh, kind of to support our business too. Um, yeah, and it's nice. I think today to order and buy gifts from small businesses, it's also helping the businesses, of course. And it's, I, I think it's, I always like 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 the small market, you know, all the handcrafted things, you know. I think it's way more neat to just go to a chain store and get something that someone else got. But sure. so we're trying to be very neat also with our coffee and blends and um you know and sell this packages for the holidays and we do it every year and we're hoping this year will be just as good because it's online so people don't have to you know interact or
0: i would think if you were any sort of business like a, a salon or a, a beard wax company or there's so many men's grooming companies right now like manscaping uh, if you're listening to this i think this is this is what you need to get your employees this year and bef- before i let you go i got two last questions one, sure. what is your favorite style of coffee to drink? And two, okay. anything else that you want us to know about Stash Coffee Company?
1: Okay, um, my favorite coffee, okay, so it changes because like like I mentioned, or maybe I didn't mention, but the, uh, coffee is very seasonal. You have different beans every season. So I love trying every bean from every country. Like, I love it. I just love trying new things. I'm more like a naughty chocolate person. <laughs> type of bin, uh, but I like the fruity as well. So the winey type fruity uh, bin. Um, but my favorite favorite is uh, from Nicaragua, uh, the red bourbon. It's one of my favorite coffee beans because they're not so sweet and they're not so acidic and they have some nutty, chocolatey, caramel taste in them. So I love making my cappuccinos with that. But I do have a different blend that I drink for my uh, brewed coffee, for my pour over. Which is like a, you know, our special blend. We combine two beans that are usually from one part of Nicaragua and Mexico. So yeah, that's for my pullover over coffee. And I also like Ethiopian. So I have like a different coffee for every hour of the day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, because I'm a coffee addict. So and I'm a coffee snob too. Like I can't drink any kind of coffee. Like I have to drink my specific uh, coffee. So. And what was the second
0: question? Sorry. I, no, that's okay. I just, anything else that you want people to know about Stash Coffee and I guess that's really it. Just anything you want us to know about Stash Coffee Company for anyone who listens to okay. this.
1: So we're a small company. Uh, we're a business owned and family owned and um, even my kid comes with me and roasts sometimes. We love it. We have so much passion for the beans. We love every batch that we, we put so much love in every batch that we roast. We don't just you know, roast to sell. We roast to make people enjoy and uh, and say thank you every morning that they have this quality coffee. We are veteran-owned as well. Um, my husband was, you know, he served a few years in the military and um, he loved the country, he loved the States. And um, yeah, we're, we're, we're just hoping that people would eventually understand. And, and the West Coast, I think, is, is more than any side of the United States that actually have a lot of knowledge about coffee. So we're happy about that. But we hope that people more and more understand that the smallest you roast, the better the coffee would be your cup of coffee in the morning.
0: Well, sounds good. Um, happy that
1: we have coffee.
0: <laughs> happy I
1: for the coffee.
0: <laughs> we're, I think everyone's happy about coffee in the morning. I, I yeah, struggle to true. remember a time when it wasn't part of my morning. It wasn't even that long ago, but it's hard to imagine now.
1: You know it's the little things that makes you happy during the day. You know what I mean? It's like you know, okay, I'm waking up at all. I'm going to another day, but if I have a nice cup of coffee next to me, start my day, that would make it better already. That's how I feel. <laughs> well,
0: I agree with you there. Well, I appreciate you joining me on the show, and um, of course, and good luck this season. And I'm looking forward to learning more and trying more uh, stash coffee in the future.
1: Thank you, and everyone, stay healthy, stay safe, and we're hoping for a better day to come with you. Thank you.
0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Roast West Coast podcast. For me, chatting with Imbal really showcased how much coffee can be part of the fabric of our lives. From growing up in a coffee-loving family to exploring coffee around the globe with her husband to creating a career out of it and now introducing the roasting process to her own kids, coffee has been the through line in In Inball's life. Sharing that passion through the coffee she roasts really seems to inspire her work every day. If you're craving some coffee right now, head to stashcoffeeco.com to learn more about the coffees coming out of the company. If you're craving some coffee right now, head over to stashcoffeeco.com. You'll learn more about the coffees coming out of Stash Coffee Company, and you can pick up a few bags to keep you warm through the holiday season. If you have a mustachioed gentleman in your life, consider hooking them up with some stash gear. That's it for today's show. On Friday, Chris O'Brien of Coffee Psycho will be back to talk to us through the ins and outs of coffee processing. And next week, I'll share my conversation with Brianna Briggs. She's the director of coffee and the head roaster at Leap Coffee in Carlsbad, California. We have a great conversation about the representation of women in coffee and how she ended up in the coffee business to begin with. If you want to share this show with a coffee-loving friend, just let them know they can search for Roast West Coast on any major podcasting platform, including Apple, Spotify, iHeart Radio, Amazon Music, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, YouTube, and basically everywhere else. Thank you for listening to the Roast West Coast podcast. Don't forget to sign up for the newsletter at roastwestcoast.com. I'm starting the roast giveaways for subscribers this week, and you'll be able to find all of the promos there for discounts on or even free coffee from some of the great North County San Diego coffee roasters featured in the show. This episode of the Roast West Coast podcast has been produced and recorded by me, Ryan Wolt. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to the bonus content. Try to stay sane. And as always, be sure to drink good coffee.